0: make
1: sense. you know we're looking at older bigger faster stronger type guys
0: better faster
1: stronger we're searching high and low for some kids that can help fill a void you just just keep building brick by brick
2: the
1: future definitely is bright
0: there's the horn, the Fighting Phoenix pack off the University of California Golden Bears, the Fighting Phoenix Move on to round two of the NCAA Tournament the Green Bay Phoenix men's basketball team, your Horizon League champions here in 2013-14. The Green Bay Phoenix are going to the NCAA tournament. Hey everybody! We're back. The Fear the Phoenix podcast is back. College basketball is almost back. Uh, the regular season gets started just about two weeks from now. Green Bay opens the season at Indiana State on Monday, November seventh. Should be a good one to get things started. But uh, before that, a couple of exhibition games, including uh, this coming Tuesday uh, when they take on Saint Norbert at the Rush Center. Um, but for today, we have a special episode. I got my guy, Jim Saro, here with me. Uh, We got the chance to talk to head coach of the Phoenix, Will Ryan. So we really appreciate, you know, being able to talk to the coach and get things straight from the source. So um, hope you enjoy our conversation with, with the head coach and um, yeah, get ready for college basketball season. But uh, with that, let's not waste any more time. Take it away, Jim. All right. With the, 2022-2023 2022-2023 season almost upon us.
2: We're entering the true busy season, and I couldn't be more thankful, Brian. And I couldn't be more thankful than to have Coach Will Ryan on with us as he gets ready to embark on his third season at the helm of the Green Bay Phoenix. Coach, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good morning, guys, and thanks for having me.
2: Awesome. Well, we are super appreciative of your time. We've got a bunch of questions that you know the fans of the Phoenix want, and you know that we think the fans of the Phoenix want to know about. Um, we're going to jump right into it. So, Brian, take us away.
0: Yeah, thanks, Jim. Nice setup there. But, uh Coach, obviously you had quite a bit of roster turnover this off season. four guys coming back. Uh, I think I saw Nate Jenkins refer to them as the final four uh, in a recent interview. Um, but you were able to have some success landing some transfers of your own. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, when you're building your roster after losing guys to the portal, how much different is it trying to bring in portal guys or JUCO guys than it is trying to recruit high school guys that, you know, maybe you've been recruiting them for two or three years. Um, are there particular things that you're keying in on when you're recruiting the portal or at the JUCO level?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I referred to when all the dust settled, I referred to the final four um, guys as, you know, the guys that are going to kind of lead the charge for us, even though, <laughs> All four of them had only been in our program for one year. They they know the ways of you know how we do things and can you know hopefully you know bridge that gap and help the all the new guys you know when it comes to vocabulary and how we do certain drills and all that stuff they can jump right in and sort of uh, you know be leaders. So I kind of put that on them and I dubbed them the Final Four and uh, you know they've been doing a really good job. But in, in the transfer portal world, which is all still so new, it's just, it's a matter of you gotta, in the spring, you don't, you don't know how many guys you're gonna lose nowadays. Like the old school in me wants to plan and primarily get four year guys and then you, and then you build with them. And they grow, they grow up in your program. Under your watch, under your staff's watch, and they have a phenomenal experience. That's that's in my blood. It's the way my dad did it. That's just the way I believe in it. Well, now with the portal, nil money, uh, you know, all that stuff, it, it's become extremely difficult. So now in the spring, you have your one-on-one meetings with your guys, and you anticipate that most, if not all, are going to stay. And then it comes down to, well, I think I want to try something else. I think I can get more playing time somewhere, you know, somewhere other than here. And, you know, there's a whole gamut of, you know, reasons. Some, you know, are head scratchers. But, uh, you know, it is the world we live in. So then it's kind of, you know, well, I wish you luck. And, and now it's time to move on to the next thing. And you got to really expedite the process with, Portal kids or junior college kids, and figure out in essentially a matter of weeks does this kid fit what we're doing? You know, is he can he do can he shoot it? Can he pass it? You know, can he defend? You know, all those things you're looking for, but at the same time, it's hard to really get to know the young men and their families in such a short amount of time. So, you got to try to do as much homework and you know, cramming for a test as possible in such a short amount of time. But um you know, I think this off season we we were in on some kids that, you know, based on like a Garen Davis, uh, who had a prior relationship with Coach Owens when Coach Owens was at Loyola, Maryland. Um so there was a we 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 already kinda had a lot of homework done on him. And then, you know, another guy like Davin Ziegler who has already played Division One basketball in the Mac conference that I'm very familiar with. I watched him play in high school when I was an assistant at Ohio university. So, you know, there's guys that we, you know, felt good about. And, uh, you know, I think it was an easy decision with them, but then, you know, at the end of the day, you, you want guys that actually want to be here, you know, and everybody else is pulling at them from different angles. You should go here, there, everywhere. And so you want guys that, uh, that truly want to be here, and so I think we we, we did a really good job of that in, in getting a, a a good group of guys.
2: Awesome, you know, coach. One of the things that, like you're talking about, getting the guys that want to be here, um, and the new brave portal world that we live in, uh, it's not lost upon me that in the preseason Horizon League poll, Northern Kentucky is tied for preseason number one, Wright State's uh, preseason number three. And those are schools that have done it the way that, you know, you said that old school and you wants to do it, you know, where they've uh, brought in the young guys and have player development. And and quite frankly, they're just further along in that process, you know, when you've got uh, Coach Nagy in the sixth year and Coach Horn in his third or fourth year uh, with those programs and where, you know, where he's at least in his fourth year, um, you know, than where we are for the Phoenix. But with that said, what's been the secret to success for you with high school recruiting in particular in Wisconsin? You said you wanted to put up the, Uh, fence and you've definitely done that so what's what's worked for you on that front
1: uh well again you know that's that's in my blood too when it comes to recruiting the state you know my dad zeroed in on that and um had a lot of success in doing so uh you know in this day and age and being at the d1 level you do have to have the gate open to the state like i've like i've said and you know getting a couple of those junior college kids and um you know, and then another, uh, other other f- couple few kids that are from close or have Midwest ties, you know, we welcome them with open arms. But you know, moving forward now that we can get out and see these young men play with their high school teams or AAU teams, because up up until this past year, we like last year was the first year we could do that, where we could actually go out or bring kids on campus. So yeah, we're starting year three, but it definitely feels like year one. And, you know, we got a, got a little bit of a late start, but, uh, you know, that's no excuse. And now it's, now it's time to just forge ahead. And, you know, we've, we've tried to zero in on, on the young Wisconsin kids and then build those relationships at an even earlier, um, an earlier stage. And, you get those kids kind of interested from even by the time they're a freshman or sophomore. And, you know, you put a lot of work in to try and building those relationships, getting the kids and their families to feel comfortable, um, trying to get them on campus as many times as possible, and then going to watching them play, showing them that you care. Um, you know, it's one thing to just maybe go watch them one or two times in the summer, but we zero in on kids offer the ones we we really think fit and then we we follow them and like i said we build those relationships at an earlier age earlier time and um yeah you know, i think i think that we're we're doing a really good job in the state of
0: <clears throat>
1: building those and then getting those kids to really think you know what i i think staying in the state and playing at a green bay you know, where my friends and family can come see me play and uh you know i'm i'm far away enough you know i'm i'm still close enough to home but far enough away where maybe mom and dad aren't always on my case and but at the same time they can go home for a home cooked meal and maybe maybe do their laundry so you know we try to hammer that home in the process of you know you can go anywhere in the country you know north south east west but Staying close to home really means something, especially if you're you know you're trying to build with local kids.
2: You know, it's the uh, at the end of the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy clicks her heels and she says those famous words: "There's no place like home." <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> for me, I, I grew up in Grafton, so that you know UW Green Bay was like that perfect. You know, about two hours, like it's just far enough away where the parents have to call and let you know they're coming. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, so t- talking about the newcomers coach, um, you decided to use a redshirt year for Braden Daly last season. Is there a guy or two that's going to be taking a redshirt year this season? And then is there a guy or two that Green Bay fans are going to get to know, you know, pretty quickly, get to know and love this season?
1: Uh, you know, I leave it up to, the young men in our program to decide on whether or not they want a red shirt and you know Brayden's uh, a young man who he's extremely smart like he's like a 32 ACT kid and you know he he thought long and hard about what he wanted to do we definitely could use the shooting last year um, you know he he went off a few days more than a few I guess in practice where he hit he hit quite a few threes and we definitely could have used that last year. <laughs> but uh, you know, he's Braden's still, you know, he's, he's young and he knew that as a freshman, you know, based on who he had ahead of him, maybe he wouldn't play as much. So he's like, you know, I, I know I'm going to be better off and, you know, in the long run. And, you know, I, and that's, that's the case with, Everybody, you know, you're you're better at 22, maybe 23 years old than you are at 18, 19. It's just it's how things go. So I don't know if we will have anybody redshirt this year. Um, maybe one, two guys in, in it. We'll figure that out here in the next few weeks, because if you're on the fence, uh, you can still play in the exhibition games. So, I guess guys will will, will kind of judge it after that based on our rotations and how much they play. And, um, you know, it's, but it's entirely up to them. So, but in terms of, in terms of some of the other newcomers that I think Phoenix fans will like, well, hopefully they like all of them. But, uh, you know, another, another young man in, you know, from your hometown of, of Grafton, Brock Hefner. He he redshirted out of Hawaii last year and we really liked him when he played AAU. He played on the same team as Kate Meyer and they they were they were they were really good together. And they look for one another and you know, they're both big, strong kids and uh, you know, Brock's got a he's got a seven foot wingspan. He's about six seven with a seven foot wingspan, so he can and he mixes it up. He's a tough kid. He'll stick his nose in there and rebounds well. He's skilled, passes it, shoots it. So, you know, we're excited about him, um, cause he'll have four years with us after red shirting at Hawaii last year. Um, but then, you know, I don't want to single everybody out. Uh, but you know, some of the other guys that, that I know will, will be contributors is a guy like Clarence Cummings from florida we were actually looking at one of his or or a a guy in his conference so i'm watching game film we're recruiting one of one of his opponents and i was like wait who's who's this kid and so i started to do some digging on Clarence, and then we got in touch with him and his coach and like i said before you know it was a it was kind of a quick recruiting process we got him up to campus and you know he had feelers and a couple other offers from places and he felt that Green Bay was was the spot and so you know he he can play multiple positions I mean he's a kid that's you could you could throw him at the one through the five if you had to Hmm. and you know just you know if you wanted to go small ball He's, he's really strong. He's crafty around the rim. He can step off and shoot it. He handles it and passes it well. So, you know, he's, he still has a lot to learn, but he's a very smart kid, you know, tireless worker. He's always in the gym. Um, so yeah, he's, he's going to be a big contributor for us. Ziegler that I, that I mentioned earlier, he's, he's done some really nice things in the, uh, in our in our live action scrimmage uh, that we you know we usually we usually go live every day just so we have a lot of film and stats. Um, we we like to stat our practices with a five on five because we have a lot of data then. So when, because some sometimes you have kids that want to talk playing time and then you know like you always say you got to be prepared for the truth and. Film doesn't lie and neither do the stats. So we can show them, Hey, you know what? You're not quite there yet. You know, you will get you there. So let's see who else. Uh, Garen Davis, I was telling you about earlier. He's got two years of D1 experience under his belt and he scored it at a high level, uh, at Clarendon junior college last year. Um, he's a big, strong physical guard that you know he's, he can score in bunches you know hasn't hasn't shot it as well as he would have liked so up up till now but you know I think we'll get him there but he can do some other things especially off the dribble and um, he's become a better finisher around the rim and then he he gets after you defensively same thing with Ziegler um, Zay Blake who Played at uh, Southwest Mississippi last year. He's uh, he also played at Hargrave Military Academy. So he's a guy that gets up early and makes his bed by 6 a.m. You know, because it's kind of ingrained in him. That's what they do at Hargrave. I've recruited kids from Hargrave in the past, and you know it teaches you a lot of life lessons and it it humbles you. So he's a he's a guy. You know, he's a we call him a water bug point guard. He's just kind of he's quick. He can he can move. Um, and get to spots that most of us can't so he's a good defender he's shooting it pretty well right now in practice um you know so he's a guy that if we're playing smaller quicker water bug guards you know he can he matches up really well against them um who else you know some of our young guys like amari jedkins he's got a very bright future uh not sure how many minutes he'll play as a freshman or if maybe he decides to redshirt could definitely be a possibility, but he's got, he's got a very high ceiling. You know, he's a kid who can play probably the three through the five. Um, You know, his ball skills are getting much better. He's shooting it pretty well, but his, his, he's got a motor, you know, and he's long and athletic and his motor, he defends, he defends, he defend one through the five, so we're excited about him, Jack Rose, uh known as a, as a scorer, they called him the Kenosha Kobe, <laughs> that was, that was his nickname in high school, but he's, he's not bashful, like, he's, he's kind of got that mindset of, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna score on you, so, he may he may miss a couple, but then he believes the next one's going in, and that's that's the mentality you have to have. And it's it's nice to see as a freshman. So, I think he's a guy who can can get some minutes and, and help us. Uh, he's smart, cerebral player, defensively, and he's usually in the right spots. Extremely coachable. So we're another kid we're
2: really excited about. Uh, Hey coach, when, yeah. when you're, um, you know, with some of the, with so many guys that are, you know, have some great potential. And I wrote in my preview, like, um, I said, Ramari Jedkins, he gave, when I saw him, he gave me some serious Greg Mays vibes, which is for old school Phoenix fans or older school Phoenix fans, a, a very good thing, you know, just that, yeah. that motor and that length and that range. But, uh, you know, separate of like the on the court stuff, I've seen a lot on your, on the Green Bay social media, um, you know, showing some of the team building stuff, like I know, uh, the, You guys have had the uh, James the Magician a couple times and you, you know, been to the pool and, you know, how, how important is chemistry in basketball? And with all these new faces, like where's, where's this group in, in building their chemistry? Uh, these guys have come together like
1: no team that we've had here. And, you know, they're right up there with some of the, 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 you know, really good teams that I've been around in terms of, you know, chemistries at, at such an early stage. They, uh, you know, it's still relatively the honeymoon stage in that sense where we haven't uh, tipped it off yet in front of, in front of fans. So when the minutes are divvied out, you know, guys, some guys tend to change, but that is the goal is to keep everybody together in, in, involved and interested because you're around these guys you know a lot you know almost every day and I'm I'm around them for a lot of times more than my own family and so you want you want them to have have that environment where it's a home away from home and and in this day and age with the transfer portal like kids are going to leave no matter what whether you have the Greatest culture on earth or a rocky, shaky culture. Like it, it's just going to happen. But if we can have a firm, strong foundation within our culture and, you know, keep these guys busy and have them doing team oriented stuff, whether it's once a week or a couple times a month, you know, I think that's, that's huge. It's always been huge but it's so important this day and age um, to really show the the young men in your program that you care because we do, but sometimes we get lost in the wins and losses piece and maybe not so much as their, their being. So I think our guys could tell you that, that we definitely care about them on and off the court and, you know, getting a, getting a great education and, making sure they're doing their schoolwork and all that stuff. So we're staying on top of them with all those things, but you want to reward them for hard work and you know, getting them out to do things, you know, taking them to the pool, taking them out to eat, having meals at my house and doing team building stuff with my buddy, James, the magician, they get, you know, the guys get a kick out of that, uh, that, that draws them in and they, they love the magic trick. So, and their goal is, that they need to, by the time we're done with our team building stuff later in the year, they're gonna they're gonna have to show all of us uh, a magic trick. So that'll be that'll be fun. That'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so no, yeah, we, we 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 try to keep them together and and busy doing the team building stuff because you know that that's so in, so important, so that they are. They play as one unit uh, on the court. I think that, you know, it definitely translates.
2: You know, when I was a basketball player, uh, Coach, uh, I had a really good magic trick. I made every ball disappear. I was just a giant black hole, but that's probably not what <laughs> <play>. <laughs> Hey, there's always
1: got to be one, right? There's got to be one. <laughs> uh,
0: so, Coach, uh, you, you talked about off-the-court stuff, and I'm curious about on-the-court. Obviously, you guys have had your summer workouts, and you've been practicing for real now for about a month, um, so I'm just kind of curious to hear where you're at in the process of you know installing your systems, working on lineups and rotations, things like that. Is that something that you're going to continue tinkering with you know during these exhibition games, or are you guys in a pretty good spot in that process?
2: Uh, that's a really good question.
1: Uh, we feel really good about you know, a bulk of the team. And so I just right now it's too early to tell. Like, do you start two bigs? You know, like, uh, do you start Cade Meyer and Brock Hefner together? Like, you know, based on lineups, like if you're playing a, uh, maybe a little bit smaller, quicker team, maybe you go with a bigger guard at the four, like a Cummings or maybe even a Randy Tucker, you know, so like those those are the things that sort of keep me up at night, but uh, you know, those are good problems to have that, you know, we have, we have different pieces that we can move around. Uh, but it's what I do is I mix up teams every day. And so just trying to get a feel for, you know, who plays better, you know, what groups, what rotations play better together, but it's a crapshoot. Each and every day, you know, you get guys that maybe you think aren't quite ready to maybe give you heavy minutes. Then they go and have a couple days stretch where they're like, "Okay, all right, this guy, this guy's earning minutes." So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting because when you try to narrow down your rotation, whether that's eight or nine or so, like. Uh, it's going to be tough. And I tell our guys, you know, make make it tough on us as a staff, you know, show us every day, be consistent, make us have to play you. So it's still, it's still relatively early in that sense. And, you know, we'll get a much better feel for that, uh, Tuesday against St. Norbert's. And then, um, a week or so later when, it, when we played Michigan Tech.
2: So, you know, coach, like thinking about the on the court and, you know, you've got new guys, you got a lot of chemistry being built, got some tough decisions. It sounds like on, you know, who's going to play and, you know, how to play them. And, but one of the things I was thinking about with, um, you know, the last two seasons, like, and thinking about basketball in general in today's social media world, a dunk is a lot more likely to go viral than taking a charge. And, you know, the advanced analytics haven't favored Green Bay the last two years on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the old saying is offense wins games and defense wins championships. Do you have anything kind of in mind, you know, with this group of guys to really, you know, lock in and, and, you know, be a great defensive team in addition to obviously put the ball in the basket, but uh, getting those stops that maybe have been elusive at times in the past?
1: Yeah. I mean, we've, we've definitely honed in on the defensive end, you know, and that started with recruiting. We, we recruited guys that, you know, I always, I always tell kids in the recruiting process, like, I want, I want guys who kind of have that chip on their shoulder and that, and they take it personal when a guy scores on them. Not saying they got to go do anything dirty to a guy if they get scored on, but like, you know, never get beat the same way twice mentality. So, you know, if a guy hits a tough shot, go into his right whatever, you know, all right, you, you got to be ready for that next time. Um, or if you close out a little bit too soft and a guy drills a three in your eye, well, you got to close out tighter next time. You know, and it's, those are the things we talk about in the scouting report, but you know, then, then they have to go out on the court and do it. And so much of that is just the sheer will to, to get stops and, Um, have great rotations and take charges and just play a little nasty Mm -hmm. and no knock on the guys we had last year, but you need to have five guys doing that, not just maybe one or two. So I think, I think we can put five guys at any one time that, that do play with a little bit of an edge and, you know, are, are, are going to be there. And the rotations are gonna be there. Now the teams are gonna to hit tough shots, but we talk about having every shot's gotta be contested and you know, know the scouting report. You know, is a guy a driver? Is he a shooter? Is he more of a distributor? You know, can we help a little bit more in certain areas? And so those are things we drill every single day. Some teams pick that stuff up better than others. And I think we do have guys that you know, bulk of our guys that are locked in on that side of the floor and they hate to lose. And so the ball's not going in. And I don't, I don't know. We weren't, we weren't a good three point shooting team last year. I think we're better in that area. I'm not sure we're quite there yet in terms of shooting up in the 35 to 40 percent from three yet, but, uh, you know i it, defense travels and I, I think we have a a good group of guys that um they do they take it personal and they hate to get scored on and they hate to lose so i'm excited i'm excited to see what they can do on that end of the
2: floor yeah having you know getting that pressure on the ball right away you know like if if the man with the ball blows past the first defender it kind of it makes it hard on everybody else thereafter and so you know I, I look at a guy like Gavin probably be really helpful I would think with his athletic ability. And you mentioned that uh Zay Blake, same thing, uh, you know, be able to guard the Jalen Moores of the world potentially. So that's probably yeah be super, and super helpful.
1: And I think like those guys embrace that end of the floor. It's not it's not a chore for them. They they enjoy playing defense and trying to get stops and make it hard on on the other team's best ball handlers best players
0: so last question for me coach and then i think uh jim's gonna have one more but um i got to ask about a a a topic that's near and dear to jim's heart so you you put together a a challenging non-conference schedule just kind of curious are there certain things that you're you and your staff are looking for when you're putting a schedule together and then i guess the second part of that question um what are the most or what are the games that you're most looking forward to, I gotta imagine, uh, Jamaica trip is, is on there. <laughs>
1: uh, when
0: scheduling
1: is, is chaotic and most people don't understand, it's like a big giant puzzle. So you're trying to fit in, all right, what dates work based on facilities, whether it's here at, at home or on the road. So you're, you know, there's there're different websites that we use all, col- all all schools use it to where you can put up hey we have December 6th we have that open and then you try to match it with all the schools and then you reach out to them or they reach out to you and say hey would you guys be willing to play this date this time with the with the high majors the bye games then then you get into the, you know, the financials of we can pay you this amount of money and get you hotel rooms or, um, and so you got to finagle deals a little bit. And and so we also look at, you know, proximity to Green Bay, like, okay, is it going to cost a lot to travel? You know, is it worth it? Or, do you play somebody closer to home, or could it be a bus trip? You know so there's a lot of factors that go into it. It's not just you snap your fingers and you know boom, you you're playing a certain team. Um, but there are so many schools that are you know putting out there, oh, we're looking for a game on this date and that date, and we can pay this or that, so. We also want to get our guys the opportunity to see the world or see the country, and so you know we're going out to Oregon State and Stanford, um, uh, and we were able to get good buy games out there. And you know it's a it's a quick trip. You get to play two high majors and you know see what we're made of. And then I th- you know I think we'll probably always play Wisconsin, um, with it being just a quick bus trip, and you know, from there. We go, we will fly out the next day. We'll drive to Chicago after the game, uh, and then fly out the next day to Jamaica. And obviously you can't go wrong with Jamaica because <laughs> it's paradise. <laughs> uh, I, I happened to go when we were at, uh, Ohio University, our, our last year at Ohio, we played in the Jamaica Classic and it was, it was, it was really neat. Um, all-inclusive hotel we are right by the the arena it's a little convention center that they that they made into a, a an arena they do a really good job there and it's it's a fun time for families and and the fans and and our players so we're excited to, to go there we play queens and i think the winner of morgan state in utah valley yep um so hopefully we can come away with, with two victories there. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we have Loyola Chicago. It's a bus trip. So we play, Horizon League scheduled us at home against IUPUI the day before, which, you know, not, that's not ideal. So we're going to try to have some fun with it, and we've invited all the local area schools, elementary and middle schools, to come to that game on December fifth against IUPUI. So it's an 11 a.m. tip, and so far I think we've got 1,500, somewhere around there, 1,700 uh, commitments in terms of for students. So I think like DePere's entire middle school's coming. So we're we're excited about that, you know. Get get a bunch of kids in there, and then they can see us play, and hopefully tell their mom and dad that they want to go to more games. And you start them young. I and mean, who knows? Maybe some of them will be future Phoenix down the road. Um, yeah. So I, ho- I hope hopefully that answers your question. But
2: uh, you it know, definitely I think, does. <laughs> for <it definitely> sure. <laughs> yeah. You. It's it's tough,
1: you know. And you're at a at a place like Green Bay. You have to go on the road and play those bye games. And hopefully, hopefully, as we get move further along, we're not playing five of them. Maybe it's only three or four. And I think
2: that's the goal. So we just kind of have to weather the storm right now. You know, Coach, you gave me separately you gave me a business idea here. Um, instead of you guys having a website, I'm going to create an app for coaches. You know, Oregon State ninety thousand dollars. Twelve hotel rooms. Swipe right, you know. December time. <laughs> that's <laughs> a great idea. There you go. Like take the guesswork out. our it get an algorithm and just match it all up? What are you interested in? And Here we go. So I will. In, I will invest in that. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. You've got you've got something there. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> um, and last question, coach, and before we let you go, the summer golf outing was awesome. Had a great turnout. Uh, I hope you guys were. You guys should be really proud of the event you put on on that particular day. It seemed like last week, uh, the fan night, you had a pretty good student turnout from what I could see on social media. Um, you know, as you're getting ready for this bounce-back season and getting Phoenix basketball back on the map and back where, you know, fans want to see it, what are other ways people can get involved? I saw you had a tweet yesterday that might be timely. I know you're uh, on the Phoenix fun drive right now. What are stuff that people can do to get involved with this season and help make this season special? Well,
1: we are trying to be as accessible as possible, and I know the community aspect is very near and dear to me. Um, You know, just growing up in my dad's programs, and that was always a priority, is to have access to the players and coaches and, you know, feel welcomed, and so... And Coach Borsett's done a phenomenal job of that, and you know he's a he's a great example and somebody that we can bounce ideas off of and lean on when it comes to the community aspect. But you know, at the same like we we enjoy doing those things, getting out, meeting new people, um, at at various events. And there's more to do, a lot more to do, and we welcome that wholeheartedly. But now that the season is upon us here it's it's hard it makes it harder and harder for us to to get out and do those things but before and after the season you know we're looking to do even more events and we want we want the we want the diehards like yourself to grab even more friends and family and get them get them interested and i know with with turnover people tend to coaching turnovers, administrative turnovers, like people maybe kinda take a step back. But our goal is to, you know, push this thing ahead. And it starts by getting community the community involved and recruiting Wisconsin kids and then they get their communities get involved and and come to games and, and functions that we have. Uh you know, we've reached out to a lot of alums. And you know some of them we know, some of them live in town or close by. But then you know life happens. You know they have kids and their kids have events and stuff like that, so it's harder for them to get back and, and stay involved. So we we welcome everybody back because you know it's their program. They they played. They 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 wore the jersey, and so we we want to try to get as many alums back and involved and, and feel welcomed. And I know some of them have been turned off in the past. So it's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. But, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to do our part and hopefully we get, uh, an even bigger following and, and more support.
2: Well, I definitely, you know, that I know I'll be doing my part this year and I, I know Brian will do his part, but, uh, for everyone else out there to coach his point, like, um, you know, these things run on engaged people. <laughs> and there's mini packs available for season tickets for the first time in a while, two and three game packs. Um these things also run on finances. You heard coach talking about getting down to three uh three buy games. I didn't hear three or four, I heard three because is my like big uh in, <laughs> in this world. So I heard three. And that takes uh that takes financial commitment wow. from the community in some cases. It takes people buying tickets, making donations. It you know, this thing needs to um you know, it needs to be, you know, fed properly. We need you know, right now I know there's a big push for nutrition and weights and, and, and a weight program. So um those are just things that are happening behind the scenes that every engaged any way you can contribute, whether it's going to a game, donating to the program would be greatly appreciated. But speaking of greatly appreciated, Coach Ryan, we really appreciate you joining us today. I know it's a busy time for you with practice and Sorry about that. And myself and everybody that pays attention to Fear the Phoenix, thank you so much for joining us and sharing insight on what the 2022-2023 season holds. Um I'm pretty confident it's going to be a lot better than what uh the quote-unquote experts are predicting. So thanks again, Coach. <laughs> well,
1: I appreciate you guys. You guys are the best, and uh, like I told our guys, we gotta we gotta make them believe, you know, that that we can compete, and you know they will do that. They're going to they're gonna get after it, and they, I think we can prove some people wrong. So thank you, guys.
0: Thanks again to Will Ryan for joining us. Um, always, always good to talk to the guy in charge, and um, you know especially before the season, get the college basketball juices flowing again. Um, basketball's right around the corner, so exciting times. But uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, Jim and I should be back you know, sometime within the next two weeks we're going to do our preview podcast and you know, make our predictions, talk about the upcoming season what we're, what we're thinking so uh, be on the lookout for that but uh, thanks for listening to this episode go ahead and follow me on Twitter if you want, at Fear the Phoenix um, at Brian Dickman, give Jim a follow, at Jim Saro as well and, uh, thanks for listening we'll talk to you again soon If i not